Side Hustle Show 122, how to repurpose content into multiple income streams. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where it's all about ideas, action, and results. This is episode 122, how to repurpose content into multiple income streams. So very heavy on the ideas and the results here. Uh, my guest is an absolute pro at this, and she's going to share at least half a dozen half a dozen different ways you can get your material out into the world and, uh, and get paid for it. So I'm excited to welcome fellow freedom seeker and online entrepreneur, Natalie Sisson, to the show. Natalie is the uh, she's the suitcase entrepreneur. She spent the last five years traveling the world, building multiple six-figure businesses from her uh, from her laptop. So I've, I've been following along with her journey um, for at least the last couple years, and we we actually first crossed paths at uh, World Domination Summit in 2013, which uh, which is actually going on this weekend up in Portland. So shout out to all the WD, WDS attendees uh, who may be listening. And in, in any case tons of juicy information in this call. And as is per the usual, uh, I've uh, compiled all this good stuff into a free downloadable PDF uh, for you with all the notes and highlights that you can download at sidehustlenation.com slash 122 or through the link in the episode description of your podcast player app. And with that, let's get down to business. I just love repurposing content. I mean, you and I both sit on a ton of media. I think I've got something like 700 plus blog posts now. And I'm always thinking about why do we leave some of our best content behind for it to either be found forevermore or never be seen again. So um, at the time I was starting out with my blog, I had several posts up and interviews and I decided that one of the things that people were asking me about most was using social media to build your business. So I decided to create this blog series called the Social Media Workout for Entrepreneurs. I think it was around 10 posts over the space of around three or four weeks and um, I researched each of them and I basically went into the top platforms at the time, which are technically still the top platforms and I because it was a social media workout and I'm into fitness it was things like lunging into LinkedIn fabulously fit on Facebook um, terrifically toned on Twitter actually thinking back over it was pretty naff but I thought it was funny uh, and I ran them as a series of blog posts and they got really great response because at that stage this is back in whatever 2010 but still to people that was quite it was quite a new area and so I realized that because they'd been some of the most popular blog posts in a series that why don't I take that and put it into a book, an e-guide. And I wanted to make that guide free, but in terms for people opting in. And I didn't have an opt-in on my site at this stage. This is back when I was just starting to build my list. So okay. the social media workout for entrepreneurs became my freebie opt-in. Um, got a ton of downloads. It was really well received. And I put so much effort into creating that little blog series that I realized, you know, maybe I can take this into a bigger level and decided that workshops were something that I could tap into. I love teaching. I really like teaching live because I think you learn so much more from the participants and you also understand the questions that they have that maybe aren't included in what you were going to teach or in your content. So I ran this series of three workshops, which is pretty much my claim to fame because I went from broke to 
$15,000 in one month, uh, I tapped into some government funding, which allowed entrepreneurs to come along for virtually nothing, but the government paid me a lot of money. And, uh, and whoa, basically, whoa, whoa. Hold this. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, pretty cool. Uh, first off, were you working in social media prior to this or had you just, just like, hey, this is my personal experience on Facebook, Twitter, etc.? Uh, yeah, combination. So I had co-founded a technology startup and my entire role within that, aside from getting in funds from investors and figuring out the financial model and working on the app was finding customers with zero budget and marketing to people who didn't know about us with zero budget. And so social media was naturally the only tool that I could kind of use. I started a blog for us. We were building a Facebook app. So Facebook was a big part of our marketing. And then I just started figuring out, you know, Twitter was a really cool tool at the time. We could maybe use YouTube for videos and showcasing the app. Uh, so really it had come about from my experience personally before that delving around, um, you know, talking about my breakfast and all those things you didn't know that you shouldn't do on Facebook, etc. And then through this business that I co-founded, and I guess a lot of people sort of sat up and took notice because we did quite well. We got in a lot of media. We gained traction quite quickly. And all of this, as I said, with no budget. And it just was my job really to, to learn everything I could about using these social media platforms for business. And when I, I left that business, I realized, well, this is one skill that I've developed that people seem to value and that maybe I could teach and actually make money from. So that's where it all started. Okay, and then it turns into the series of blog posts. That's awesome because I think a lot of people are starting out, you know, they want to start a blog and it's like, well, I got to get my, my opt-in offer up. And it's like, well, you know, here's one way around that. You just write your first 10 blog posts and then package that into your opt-in offer because a lot of times people aren't digging deep into the archives to find all this stuff or package it up for convenience. Exactly. Then tell me about the workshop. So three, a series of three workshops going from broke to 15K. Are these these were online or in person? No, they were in person. So I was living in Vancouver at the time, and because my network I had built up there through running this startup and just going to so many networking parties, I figured, you know, these people are always asking me, what about if I put out an offer that's a physical in-person workshop? And it was pretty ballsy because I had to rent places and I had to then figure out an entire curriculum, which I figured would stem from the blog post but be more in-depth. And luckily, because of this government funding that I tapped into, I think people were, were willing to pay the money and come along. And I had spaces of, you know, eight to ten people per workshop to make it manageable. And I ran actually just one initially, but it sold out really quickly, mainly because of the government funding and because of the topic, I'm sure. Um, and so I put on two more dates and they also sold out. So it was pretty incredible for me because I realized finally I'd hit on something that I was good at that was actually really valuable and that people were willing to pay me for, you know, that lovely sweet spot. Absolutely. Was this, was this a, a Canada thing or is a province of British Columbia thing? We, like we want to encourage people to learn about social media and here's, we're going to subsidize you to go to this, this event. It was a British Columbia government incentive at the time for startups and business owners who wanted to further education in areas to upskill. And mm. so I pitched it that it was, you know, upskilling across marketing, sales and customer service, because that's what I always view um, social media as. It's a credible platform. And it, it got approved. And so therefore, I could turn around and say to these entrepreneurs, look, it's $1,500 for the weekend workshop and full days each day. But you're technically really only paying about 100 or $200 because the funding is going to kick in and you're going to get subsidized. So it was a much easier sell. <laughs> wow. That's, yeah. I mean, that's kind of crazy to research what... Um 
I know like startup Chile will like will fund people to come and, you know, start their business and spend six months in, in Santiago and stuff like that. Like these different government sponsored programs a really innovative way to tap into some of that stuff. And we've heard of like another friend of mine who was on the podcast was using his uh, unemployment checks to like fund his business and like <laughs> some, some interesting ways to kind of get yourself bootstrapped off the ground rather than Absolutely. sitting around saying, woe is me. I can't, I can't do this. So after the, after the workshops, what happened, what happened next? Uh, well, I became an instant overnight success. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, um, interestingly, what I found through running the workshops was just a couple of extra questions and areas that I could add to in the training. So I went back to the drawing board. I looked at everything I just presented and I started adding in a bit more detail to make it go from you know beginner through to advanced. So that's why I love running live events because I think they teach you a lot about how people learn and what their questions really are. Um, and then unlike most normal people who would probably go, great, this worked, let's build on that let's offer more workshops or let's dive into one specific platform etc I went wow I've got some great content I'm going to try and figure out how to put this into an online program and then I'm going to take off and travel the world which is exactly what I did <laughs> okay yeah I, I'm I'm kind of with you on that like if someone asked me to put on a, a weekend long event based on 10 blog posts or however many blog posts that's an intimidating thing. I'm going to have to beef up that content in a pretty, in a pretty significant way or, or rely heavily on Q&A to fill up that time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty demanding, but it was fantastic. I love seeing people learn and I love getting them through those aha moments. And a lot of it was interactive. So they were actually applying what they learned at the time with their laptops open and, you know, working on their own profiles and social media platforms. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, that lends itself to that uh, very nicely. So then you packed your bags and you became the suitcase entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, I very much so stepped into my own brand and took off to Argentina while attempting to develop, you know, turn all those course presentation materials, which were PowerPoints, into the videos that I talked over the top of, into audios, into workbooks, etc. So it was a huge amount of content creation once again. And even though I had it all from the workshop, it's it takes on a different format when you put it in an online program. Sometimes you have to rethink the order of things and you have to explain things more clearly. And because I wasn't showing it live, I would often have to put you know images up or take people off to sites to show them what I was talking about. So it was just a really great <laughs> learning situation once again. And, and did you end up selling those directly through your site or through some third-party platform? Or how? What was the... Yeah. So that was a whole new learning scheme as well. So I basically learned how to deliver an online program. I did it through WordPress. I actually had the simple old password protected site uh, where I literally had a full width page where I uploaded the video via Vimeo and put the download for the workbook and the handouts below and okay. basically had six or I think it was six or eight videos in a row right beneath each other. It was really old school, you know, like super simple. Hey, it works. It did work. And I sold it through running my first ever webinar. I figured I had to drum up some business. So I held a free webinar with about 45 minutes worth of training on some of the key things you need to know about social media, followed by your, as you mentioned before, Q&A, which is great. And I had 30 people show up and I made one sale and I was like, oh my God, this is so awesome. I'm off. And I made a few more sales, obviously during the space of the next couple of weeks of promotion. So that was it. I had most of the content already done through all the videos and I had most of it ready to go. And there was a few last minute things that I did, but it was the example of how not to 
launch a course, I think, because these days I pre-sell everything. I make sure it's what people want before I go ahead and do all the work. Oh, okay, okay. Instead of instead of putting up, you know, the all the effort into repurposing, doing the voiceover yeah. stuff, and then you know, doing that webinar and, and potentially getting zero sales, but at least you got you got one, you got some validation. Well, I got more than one in the end, but you know, it wasn't the best launch ever. But for me, it was the first time I'd made money online. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I spent 40 hours or more creating that content, maybe closer to 50 full time of creating those videos before even selling it. So looking back, not the smartest, but yeah, simple PayPal, simple landing page, and then delivery via a password protected page on my existing website. I believe it. I believe it. No, it takes a, it takes a ton of time to create that kind of thing. So you mentioned nowadays I would pre-sell it. So have you had any success in pre-selling similar similar programs since then? Yeah, absolutely. And, and not similar. My signature program these days is the Freedom Plan. And last year when I pulled it together and realized that after four and a half years of running this business that this was the exact training and offering that I know so many of my audience wanted, I decided this time to pre-sell it, did it in the most unique way for me ever. I literally would reply to people who replied to my welcome email. So I have this welcome email in my series when people have signed up to my newsletter and it says, hey, please you know, introduce yourself amongst other things about what they're going to learn. And each person who hits reply would be like, well, I'm at this stage in my business and I'm so found, I'm so glad I found you because I really want to learn how to create a lifestyle business and travel the world, etc. And I would literally pick and choose who responded because they all sounded like my ideal customer for this program that I had envisaged. And I would hit reply and say, hey, answer their question and then say, I wouldn't normally do this, but I'm releasing a pilot program in July and I would love to know, if you'd like to know more about it, happy to send you the details. And 99% of the people said yes. And then I just replied with this kind of curriculum overview. And literally, it was one of my other repurposed content. It was a blog challenge that I ran combined with things from my book that I thought were really great to expand upon and some other areas that I hadn't covered yet. And just wrote up this rough curriculum and said, look, this is not the final thing, but this is the kind of stuff I'm going to cover and had a simple PayPal button link right there saying, if you'd like to join, it's get 50% off what the end price will be. It starts in July and you'll be the first to get it. And people just bought, like it blew my mind. I had 35 people and I only wanted 30 say yes. And I just, I didn't expect that much feedback um, and so positive. So I realized I'd finally hit on something that was totally in line with what I'd been teaching and my brand and the results that I wanted to get people. And that was a complete 360 from how I ran that social media bootcamp years ago. And that's outstanding. 35 people raising their hand saying, hey, I want, I want in, I want early access. And uh, here's my, here's my credit card information. Yeah, exactly. On like the $500 price product, you know, it's not, it, it takes a lot of trust, but clearly I'd hit on all the points that they were really, you know, keen to learn about. So it was just such an eye opener for me to finally know I'd got my ideal customer and I really knew my stuff and that this is what I truly wanted to deliver. Yeah. And it gives you the confidence and, and the funds to go ahead and build this thing now. Yeah, absolutely. That was the whole point there. Now I could say, great, if this many people are interested, I can invest this much into the teaching and the membership site and the development of the um, you know, actual course material. Plus, I invested quite a lot of money with an academic sort of consultant who worked through the framework with me. So I knew it would be fantastic from a learning point of view. Oh, okay. That's something that probably a lot of people don't do. It's like, oh, I have something to teach. But like, 
do you actually know how to teach it? I don't know. Like, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Like, I don't know if I'm the best teacher in the world and my wife says I'm pretty horrible at explaining things to her. So uh, <laughs> maybe I'm not the world's best instructor. So that's kind of a cool extra, extra step. So, so it went from, okay, the blog post to the ebook to the in-person courses. Uh, what are we up to? That's four or that's three, <laughs> um, the, uh, the e-course and then, and now into the, uh, into the freedom plan. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I did take the social media boot camp, that particular program further. So once people had signed up to take it, and I did get more people, I kept marketing it. It was one of my main offerings. But then I realized that post the program, people wanted more hands-on and they wanted to know latest um, trends around some of the sites or hacks that they could apply. So I thought, well, what about I start a club? I called it the social media club. And essentially it was, uh, I think it was $10 a month initially and then $19 a month. And it included one um, call a month where I would train them around half an hour of an online training related to one specific thing that they could use or apply that would get them more leads or generate more sales. And I think I also did a short coaching call each month and there was a Facebook group. So it was really interactive and really applied learning. And uh, yeah, that was the spinoff from that blog post series in the very beginning so now I had you know created all this great content and each of those things I could record and put up onto the password protected site once again and it was mm-hmm. really cool yeah and it, you know, it continues uh, each recording and continues to add more value for people coming and looking at the at the boot camp and saying hey do I want to sign up for this was this something that was uh, an evergreen piece that people could buy or was it kind of a open and shut uh, launch Well, that's a great question. I played around with that. So it was an open and shut launch initially when I was figuring out, you know, that whole disappearing kind of it's only open for a few days. So I did that with the boot camp program for probably the first three to six months. And then I just actually had it as something you could buy on my site, which you get to a certain point when you're marketing stuff where you kind of tire of it. and You just feel that if people are interested in it, they'll buy it. Um, And then the online social media club was something that I would drop into email newsletters or into content that I was creating, et cetera, so that people would know about it. And it was such an easy price point and great value that, you know, people kept kind of joining quite regularly until about the six or nine month mark where I think I generally tend to kind of, I can't describe it, but your enthusiasm for something starts to wane a little or you can see the results it's having, but it's still requiring a lot of effort. And I just sort of took my pedal off the marketing machine and people would join consistently, but without much effort until I closed it up. <laughs> okay. So the, the doors are shut on that one now. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. I like to kind of keep my offerings fresh. And as I realized, I didn't just want to be the social media person. I wanted to dive more into online tools and outsourcing. So I developed some other products around that. But it, it definitely lasted its course. I mean, I think probably for a good 12 to 18 months, everything I did was related to building an online business through using social media and position myself in that area. And it definitely led to more coaching clients. And then uh, I started my podcast and so I could talk about it on there. So it was a really great development for me personally, as well as professionally. Yeah, sounds like it. Very cool. And then, and, and then like, like you mentioned, the freedom plan is much more than just social media. It's, you know, a comprehensive thing, at least from, from the outside looking in. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about some of the other content that's, that's filled in, inside so is it a is it a one-time course is it a membership thing how does what's that look like it's a great question so i love i love the opportunity that you get with online marketing and developing learning programs for people as to how you can 
help them to learn so well through different mediums. So I have launched it as the pilot. Then I ran it really successfully last year as a full program. And this year, I just ran it in April. It was my most successful launch ever. Hundreds of people from around the world joining. It was just incredible. And I offered up two different variations. So the full program with group coaching with me, accountability, Facebook group, masterclasses, or the self-study option. Because I just know that you know, people have different ways of learning. And so you need to cater to those and they have a different price point. So depending on how much budget they had, how much they were willing to invest and a certain level of, you know, there's this much interaction or there's go it alone. So it was just a really great learning lesson for me. And I always offer videos, audios, transcripts and workbooks for people, depending on their their level of learning or the way that they like to consume. And from now on, it's going to be launched once a year with the full program because I realized with that many members in it and I limited it, it's just a lot of my energy and time for 10 weeks, which is how long the program runs for. And I want to be fully there for them and help them out as much as possible. So I'm in the Facebook group every day and I'm doing the weekly coaching calls. And, you know, it's just a lot of effort to answer people's questions and make sure they're on track. So that's going to be a once a year launch, but I'm turning the self-study version into an evergreen because I think it seems a little unfair for people who want to access it at other times to not be able to do that. And the evergreen self-study part of it is something that can be marketed consistently and people can join at their own pace. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> You've gotten my my gears spinning on all of the, you know, all of the content that we create, all of the stuff that we put out there, you know, trying to just make the most out of that, trying to think of what other channel, what other avenue, what other, you know, price tag, what other buy button can I put on this to, to really make the most out of that rather than trying to, you know, stress out about like, oh, I need I need a new post for Monday. I need a new post for, you know, the next week. It's like, well, what what do you already have, or what are you are you trying to create? You know, your next program, your next presentation, your next webinar, your next whatever, your next book, and like maybe maybe you already have that material. And like that was like the content for for my first book was on a similar subject. It was on how to hire a virtual assistant, and I realized like, oh, I already have a lot of this content already. Piece, I can piece this together from several different sources, and it made the prospect of writing a book much less daunting. It's like, oh, I just now I kind of need to just need to fill in the gaps or fill in these little blanks that are that are missing. And, and hopefully, people listening are, are kind of getting those gears turning as well for what they could, you know, how they could repurpose some of this stuff. And I know you've you've been on the speaking circuit as well, so I imagine some of this stuff has has found itself into your your in person presentations in that form as well. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes the other way. So I know when I spoke at, ironically, social media marketing world, I'm not actually hugely involved in the social media world as much anymore. But I took uh, one of my guides, the sales funnel book, build your own sales funnel. And I presented on that topic at, at social media marketing world. And I've done that at other places where they've said, hey, I see you have a book on this, or you've got a blog post on that, or you've run a workshop on this, would you mind coming in and presenting on the high level points of that? So it all comes around in circles, really, it's quite wonderful. And I don't think you need to be recreating, but you just need to be constantly learning. And as I said, sort of diving into new aspects of how you can present that content in a fresh way. And one of the biggest tips that I got given when I was starting out blogging was take, you know, one of your most successful blog posts based on comments and visits and then delve into just one part of it and expand on that more. And that used to really help me when I was stuck for content or what should I talk about? Because I already had an indication of what people were resonating with. So why not continue on with that? And that's one of the best uh, best reports and analytics that you can look at is, you know, what, what posts are getting the most visits, what posts are getting the most shares, comments, et cetera. 
be like, oh, this is clearly something that's resonating with people. Let's dive deeper. I like it. Um, Absolutely. A lot of this stuff, Natalie, you know, the the online courses and and stuff like that depends on having a little bit of a of an audience, a readership, a following to to talk to to be able to sell that to. So, just curious, what, you know, over the five years that the suitcase entrepreneur has been around, what what's been the most effective? Like, if there's been any big leaps in growing your readership, are there any effective tactics that really accelerated the the growth of that site? Yeah, there are. And just before I speak to them, I'd love to say to your lovely listeners that ironically, for the last probably year, the growth of my site has not changed. In fact, I'd say with some Google Penguin and algorithms happening, it's kind of dropped in terms of the traffic that I get. My podcast has stayed fairly consistent, although I get great feedback on it. And I'm making more than ever. And so I think it just really sort of shows that all that content that I put in place for the last, you know, five years is sitting there on Google. Most of my referral traffic is is organic. So people are finding it, thank goodness, because the content exists and it's good quality. But it kind of just proved to me that all that initial growth and building the list and blogging and guest posting and interviews and all those things really helped. But once you're established, uh, you can really maximize and optimize everything that you've done to get more leads and generate more sales. And, and you know this with your content-specific upgrades and repurposing stuff. It, you don't have to be reinventing the wheel. And there's a lot of goodwill and karma that comes from putting in the work up front. Um, so I think what initially got me off the ground was some fantastic interviews. At the time I was interviewing, it was called Woman's World before Suitcase Entrepreneur, and I was interviewing women entrepreneurs. Um, and then I would actually write up the post. But the cool thing about interviewing these women, even though I had like five readers in my blog is that I'd say, you know, I, ha- I have this blog for women entrepreneurs and it's all about inspiring and empowering, etc. back in the day when I had no niche and um, <laughs> they'd be like, oh, great. And so they'd share the interview with their audiences and they had established audiences a lot of the time. So I remember interviewing Ali Brown and that was a big coup for me because I'm surprised she came on to be interviewed and then she shared it with her audience, which was considerable. And those things helped initially to get branding and visibility. Outside of that, I was, I was working pretty hard not strategically but I was I was doing everything and throwing spaghetti at walls to see what stuck and I was getting some quite good press and media mainly built up through my networks in Vancouver in that area but also just writing great content I was guest posting wherever I got the opportunity and I was starting to be interviewed a little by some smaller named bloggers and so everything counts right at the time it just felt like I was running like a hamster on a wheel just going Mm -hmm. round and round but slowly but surely I could see how all of this effort in one, building community, two, outreach and engagement on social media and practicing what I preach, and three, being in other places online so that I could bring an audience back to mine so they already had a platform were probably the key things that grew my list most quickly and also my website traffic and therefore my visibility. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, it, it doesn't hurt to have a compelling story, too. I read one article about you and it was like, this is meet the world's happiest homeless person or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I never thought about that before, but I guess it's true. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might remember that interview. Yeah, being happy and homeless. Exactly. I guess it does. And I've definitely built uh, my brand reputation around, I guess, my story and living life exactly how I want others to live and experiencing true freedom. But that takes guts as well. There's definitely times when I've seen people not be true to their brand or not do that and expect amazing results. So yeah, I guess a story really helps and, and then leveraging that and monetizing yourself and all your skills so that it's really valuable for other people. Yeah, people people love the people love the tactics, but they also love you. They also love hearing your you know, where where are you off to next? What's the you know, living vicariously in a lot of cases <laughs> through through your story. So that's very cool. <laughs> 
if um, if people want to learn more about you, where is the best place to go? Oh, well, I'm a social media whore, so I'm all over the place. <laughs> but um, best is Natalie Sisson. I'm Natalie Sisson on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And I would love for them to come across to suitcaseentrepreneur.com forward slash freedom um, and check out my Freedom Starter Kit if they'd like to know more. There's tons of great resources on my podcast and blog, but that's probably a, the best place to start. Freedom is something we can all resonate with. And you've probably seen the sign on my homepage that says, we'll work for freedom. I know. I love that. That was so cool when I saw that. We got some funny looks while we were out taking that picture. So <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for joining me, everyone. Suitcaseentrepreneur.com slash freedom. And we'll wrap it up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Oh, can it be a Yoda quote? Because I adore Yoda. And when I've been stuck in the past, I really love his do or do not. There is no try. And it's a motto that I live my life by. So if you're getting stuck on something or if you've loved some of the ideas that have come out of this interview, just start. Start with the one thing that you can get going on because often it leads into that fantastic side hustle, another form of revenue or something that you didn't even realize you were capable of. Absolutely. Do or do not. There is no try. Love it. Natalie, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Uh, a couple things. Uh, so Natalie mentioned uh, doing interviews when she was starting out on small uh, podcasts and smaller blogs. And it really reminds me of this video I've seen recently from uh, Gary Vaynerchuk called One is Greater Than Zero. And I'll, I'll put the video in the show notes. But in this video, he talks about like, look, if, even if this person you're talking to has an audience of one, that's one new person that's going to discover you. That's one new person that you otherwise would never have reached. And he's all about that hustle mentality and saying, "Hey, look, that's that could be that could be a really important person for you to connect with, and you know, you just never know." And one is greater than zero. So I'll link that up in the show notes at Side Hustle Nation dot com slash 122. While you're over there, be sure to grab the free downloadable uh, PDF with all the notes and highlights from this call. And uh, one other thing that I was really fascinated by was Natalie's, um, you know, how she got her start, how she turned the uh, turned her her blog post series, the social media, uh, the social media boot camp into those um into those free in, or, or into those paid in-person uh, workshops, and and actually used a government program uh, to help subsidize that for attendees. And so I was taking a look at uh, you know if you're in the U.S. benefits.gov uh, as a as a federal level, and then if there's any state-specific website to see, you might be able to see in the state of California, whatever state you're in, if there's any state-specific programs that might be applicable to your area of expertise. I thought that was just a really cool hack of hers. And for example, there might be something on uh, veterans training programs or, you know, uh, just kind of like any kind of continuing education stuff that the government the kind of wants to incentivize people to learn. I think that was a really interesting way to go about it. So so check uh, Natalie out at suitcaseentrepreneur.com slash freedom, something we can all uh, get behind. And uh, for more info on her flagship product, check out, uh, which is called The Freedom Plan. So check out thefreedomplan.rocks, not .com, thefreedomplan.rocks for that. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, let's go out there, make something happen, and I'll see you next week for another exciting edition of The Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to The Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 